It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. here on tackle three. Can he get it from long range? 35 metres out. It's over. It is over. And the Titans have come from behind. Down 20 points to six at half time. Have won it. Crunch time, you're with Jaleesa Abs, James Magnuson, and Steve O'Keefe. Steve, tell us all about that game. Are, you, are we with Steve O'Keefe? <laughs> we're, with, we're with. I'm not here. <laughs> we're with him in body. That's right. Oh. Anyway, James, let's review yeah, this. Yeah, I want to know what you and Brooksy actually got up to because yes. you're both so rattled. You're I've got, rattled, I've got eh? blank sheets of rundowns in front of me from producer Brooksy. He's, mm. he's, out, he's out of studio again today. Um, he's gone downstairs. He's oh, done. man. Checked out. Oh, man. Socks just. Uh, All right. So the Dragons 22 defeated the Broncos 12. Um, Huge season for Ben Hunt. Um, He's going to be a Dallium contender, no doubt. Um, Well and truly up there. Um, The Broncos, it was a pretty dismal kind of finish for them. And leading into this game, they had all the, all the drama that you would expect a club that had just disappointed. I think everyone at the start of the season thought, oh, they won't be in the eight. And then they were like, there's no way they can miss the eight. And then round 19 is when it all just went pear shaped, wasn't it? It It was, and then origin sort of was a catalyst for them to really start getting. So round 19, that was Tigers. So they lost down there. And then what did they win? Five, uh, they lost five out of their next six over the next month. To essentially ensure that they were never, ever going to be a chance. And you know what? Even if they did win, and let's say Canberra did lose, it would have been – you're just not going into the finals with any momentum. I would have, I'd be back in Canberra every day of the week. You're watching Roosters and their form over the last month. Like They've kicked into another gear. Souths are trying to find ways to win games. It was a bit ugly against North Queensland, but they went more of a defensive role in the last 40 minutes. Like These guys are preparing for finals. We always thought the Broncos were just hanging on. And then to lose by 50 points two weeks in a row leading up to, you know, potentially your first final series in three years. And then to get butchered by both. And then in a game that really does count, you're still getting beaten by the Dragons who barely, that's barely it. got it, it done. Count. Yeah, that's, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah it still yeah. counted. No, it does. But, it's it, you know, it, it, it's, you know. If you can't get up for that game, you can't get up for finals. Yeah. And I'm still trying to work out, but what is the main issue? What is, why, why did we see such a team that were defensively in the first 
half of the season, letting in 12 points and 10 points and had sort of some sort of structure and, um, you know, a great defensive line and a lot of passion in what they were doing. They were creating points. They were kicking to edges with, with Adam Reynolds' kicking game. And then it all just fell to pieces. And I'm still at a, at a loss as to how that broke down so quickly. Well, let's take a listen to Adam Reynolds on the season. Was patches through the year there were really good. And then that back half of the year, you know, in particular the last month of football has been, you know, so disappointing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to put it down to, obviously. We'll look at it over the off-season, um, you know, address it, but obviously as a club, uh, very disappointing. 13 or 17 players that run out every week and, you know, we just need to turn up and do our job. The last month of football has been, like I said, so disappointing. Um, you know, it's not a reflection of our season. Our season, you know, it was built on hard work. Uh, we, we built to where we wanted to get to and then um, just a waste in, that, in the end there. That was Adam Reynolds. Thank you to Fox for that audio. So... I think that probably it it was a little bit after after Origin, the energy came down a bit. But then you had this weird Tyson Gamble stuff, which mm. only really got picked up this week, but actually came out on a podcast about three or four weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't. So it was retrospective. It, it yeah. wasn't actually new. Um, yeah. It had just been suddenly picked up. What did you make of that? Um, I think it was just really poor wording from Tyson. Um, pretty dumb stuff. Uh if I was the Broncos, my step one for rebuilding for next year would be let Payne House go. Uh, I don't think you can afford to have players at the club that don't want to be there or that are agitating for a release. And if you can free up 800000 off your salary cap by letting a front rower go, I, I think you're, that's a, a big step in the right direction. When they went on their run of wins earlier in the year, Payne House was out injured for a, a large part of that. And when they've struggled in this back part of the year, uh, Payne's been there and hasn't been able to turn it around. Mm. <clears throat> and I think it's actually Pat Carrigan that's more important to that yes. team than Payne Haas. So I'd be saving the money on big Payne, and I think he's a wonderful player, but I just don't think the Broncos need him or that's the answer to their, to their problems. It's a fair point. I think you're right. Pat Carrigan is far more important. I thought the Tyson Gamble comments... When I first read them, rather than listening to them, I thought, oh, this has just been badly worded and he's trying to pump up Adam and it's come across that he's having a crack at Kevy. But then when I actually listened to the podcast, I thought, no, there were a thousand ways to pump up Adam without having a... It's a bit rough. Yeah. Mm. I, I thought, oh, it does sort of seem like... Especially there was a bit in there where he said... Um, the way... Kevy's great, but football has changed a lot, like, since he was playing. Yeah. And it that felt like a really pointed comment. comment yeah. And I agree. I, I also think that it's important because Todd Payton was asked by Matthew Johns, uh, you know, what, what, what sort of role or responsibility do you give Chad Townsend in your team? And he said, I give him everything. I give him all the power. So in one sense, it's I, I'm trying to work out whether it's a slight on Kevy what Tyson's saying, or is it a masterclass from someone like Kevy saying, well, what's a coach's role? I'm going to bring in these leaders around the club and I'm going to get them to run things. I'm going to give them the pump-up speech, which Tyson did say in the back end of his thing that, you know, he's there, he tries to galvanise and bring the team together. Mm. Um, but when we go to football leadership, we go to Adam. The mm. game's changed since Kevy's played. And I think okay. it's a feather in Kevin's cap that he's going, well, you know what? It has changed. So I'm going to bring in a leader who is going to actually look after those uh, things out in the field. And I'm just going to be there to give a guy a tap on the bottom or a tap, you know, on the back where mm. I see fit. But I'm going to give a lot of that control and power 
to Kevy. I'm sure if he had his time again, he would reword it. Mm. But I like the fact that the coach is allowing that autonomy from his playing group to say, right, if I need something to say or talk about, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Adam and I'm I'm completely comfortable as the coach. You know what I think is one of the biggest problems with the Broncos, and it's reared its ugly head again. Old boys. Yeah. Every, so this is this is the coach, this is the admin staff, this is this is what the old boys wanted, right? They mm. basically agitated until Seabold got the sack very unceremoniously. Mm. And now Kevy's there, this is who they wanted, and the results still haven't come. Now this week we've had old boys coming out in the media repeatedly mm. criticizing the current playing group. Yeah. Not the coach, the playing group. Yeah. And I know as an athlete the the criticism that hurts the most is not from journalists, is not from coaches, it's from ex-athletes uh, who know what you're going through. Yep. And if I was the administration at the Broncos, I'd be saying, give us a break with the com- constant commentary about how useless the, the players are or how they've got no heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not needed. And we get it. Like, you're ex-Broncos players. You were weapons in your own right. You're part of potentially the best uh, club side we've seen in history through those late 90s, early 2000s at the Broncos. But does that give you a right for the rest no. of your life to come no, out and criticise current players? It, 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 you're preaching to the converted and in a, using a cricket sense. When Justin Langer lost his job, it was Justin Langer coming out saying, the old boys, my mates, past players want me to, to coach. And Pat Cummins wrote a, a, a really nice letter in the end. and said, we respect everything that you've done, Justin Langer, in your time. And they were your mates. But this is now my time and my mates, and this is how I want the team to go forward. It's not taking away what they've done, but you've had your time, and we all respect that. Yeah. You can't keep just needling in from the sidelines on what you see fit. You're not there Monday to Friday yeah. training. You're not in the team meetings. You're not there developing these guys on and off the field. You're just poking holes in a club, which, yeah, it stood for a lot and was fantastic for many, many years. They haven't made final series three years in a row, and it is disappointing. But if anything... You should be getting in behind that playing group. Show yeah. support. That's what club yeah. mentality is, is that if you can get in and galvanise when everyone else is picking holes, the privilege you have as a former Brisbane Bronco uh, and as a player is that you've got an insight that no one else has. Get in there and get around those guys. Help them out of training yeah. if they need it. You want to keep pick holes, you just join the club and chorus of everyone else who hates the Broncos. And when you say it from the inside, what are you, what are you ushering for? Self-promotion yeah. from your own part. And all you're doing is digging that hole a bit deeper for everyone else in there who does care about that club. I'll give you an example in the, the opposite corner. So probably the, the team that would challenge that Broncos side for the best ever club side would be the Raiders of the 90s. Uh, whenever the Raiders are struggling, I've never heard Brad Clyde come out and criticise them. I've never heard Mal Meninga come out and criticise them. I've never heard Laurie Daly come out and criticise no. them. Quite the opposite. So yeah. why do the Broncos ex-players feel like they constantly need to lay the boot into this current side mm. rather than maybe getting around the club and helping out some of those players? Yeah. Are we being a bit harsh on the Broncos, though, because they have actually improved a lot from last year? Oh, so we are, yeah. Gone, uh, there was probably the expectation a few weeks ago when they were on the cusp of being in the top four, and they were in yeah. the top four at some point one point. So that's probably where all the disappointment is coming from. But they've actually almost doubled their wins yeah. from last 30, year. 13 yeah. wins, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We've ended up yeah. holding them to the standard of their first 10 rounds yes. rather than their last two years. Yeah. Um, because if you told Broncos fans at the start of this season, you'll finish ninth with X amount of wins, mm. they'll say, we'll take that every day of the year. Absolutely. We are fighting to not win the spoon last year. What about... What about the... Uh, what about the Dragons season? Um, it's probably one that has 
Dragons fans are not very patient, <laughs> are they? Yeah. Like they like they demand sort of success, and and it's been a few years since they've had that. Yeah, look, I think th- this was going to be an interesting season for the Dragons because they went for that money ball approach, and we're all sitting back thinking, uh, wondering if that money ball approach would work. They got older players who were on the outer at other clubs for what they said were bargain prices when they revealed the liter- rich list, and it turned out they had a, a lot of expensive players in there as well. But I, I think my disappointment with the Dragons this year was I, I saw that this is the year that we'd have breakthroughs from Tyrell Sloan, from Jaden Sullivan, from Junior Amone, um, from the Fangai twins. And really, we didn't see much of most of those players. Um, Hook tended to favour his old trusted, uh, you know, ex-Broncos. And, um, you know, we saw Moses Embi play a lot of game time over the Sloan and then Ramsey. Um so the thing I worry about at the Dragons is they've had these highly touted juniors now probably for 18 months and most of them haven't got as much first grade time as we expected. And if, if I'm those young players, I don't know if, if, if my future lies at the Dragons. Mm. A very disappointing season for Dragons fans. I know Brooksy is – that's probably why he's flat today. Yeah. He's, he realizes, that's 100% why he's flat. Yeah, is, is what's your excuse? So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just depressed. <laughs> um, what do you think at impact as well when you have a look at the Dragons and you go back a, a few weeks and you had, you know, Hook hooking half his support staff as well? I mean, like in a team, again, is there a better way you could manage that? Well, it's just the new thing, isn't it? That you know, we need to make a change and I'm the one that's going to cop the change. So I'm going to change people around me. Yeah, so that's it's the, the first sign that you're on, yeah. the, you, you, you're on the way out. Yeah, and it's yeah. the first sign of protecting yourself too. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to know the process in all of that is in, oh, I'm not getting enough support. These guys don't know what they're doing. Does the coach come in with that? Do you sit down and, you know, is the, is the meeting with your, with your hierarchy to say that this is the problem? It's... It's you, not me, like any bad breakup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not the me, not you. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's you. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I'm interested to see, and I I think that, again, just creates disharmony and and disunity in a team which is crying out for it when you're sitting in the middle of the table. You prefer that consistency to be done at the end of the season. I just didn't know what benefit you would have had making that public halfway through mm. the season and then keeping we'll ta- them on. Yeah, purely to take the pressure off, I think. This is NRL Crunch Time with thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. After the break, we'll be back with the Cowboys and the Panthers. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.